Welcome to the Thumb Body Show, where we prove that even your thumb can change the world. That's impossible. Join host Jimmy Gibson as we explore the zany world of entrepreneurship and personal branding. We'll cover topics like storytelling, public speaking, writing your first book, content creation, and video, and occasionally... Our host may even perform a few magic tricks for you. But don't worry, we're not all business. Oh no. Oh no. We like to have a little fun and embrace our inner weirdness. Are you ready to unleash your inner thumb entrepreneur? That's that's not even a word. Ready to make a difference in the world? This is the show for you. Join us on the Thumbbody Show and let's spread the power of one of a kindness. What does that even mean? You're not a nobody. You're a somebody. You're a thumbbody. All right, welcome to the Thumbbody Show, where we explore the busy intersection of personal branding and entrepreneurship. This is episode 16. I'm your host, Jimmy Gibson, and I'm here to remind you that you are Thumbbody special. Yep, by now you should be fully in the know about the Thumbbody brand and the backstory. No? Invest another 10 minutes in episode 1. The full story is there. Grab some popcorn and enjoy. It's a good story, though. On the Thumbbody Show, we're all about spreading the power of one-of-a-kindness. We believe that everyone has unique gifts and talents that can be used to make a positive impact in the world. Part of your ability to make a positive impact is how you apply wisdom. Why, what a coincidence. That leads us to our topic today. In this episode, we'll be diving into a fascinating topic inspired by my book, Chasing Carrots. We'll be discussing the importance of seeking true wisdom and how to discern it from knowledge. We've also got a story segment. Let's get started with the Thumbbody Show. And now, and, and, and now, our special segment. It's what you've been waiting for. So let's kick things off by exploring the difference between knowledge and wisdom. Knowledge refers to the collection of facts, figures, and information that we acquire over time. It's what we learn in school, read in books, or hear from others. And in this episode, we're going to be exploring birthday lesson number five. Name. Learn to discern knowledge from wisdom. Seek true wisdom. What is the name of the author of the wisdom you follow? Now, wisdom is a whole different ballgame. Wisdom is all about understanding the deeper principles of life, knowing when to apply that knowledge and when to hold back. It's about being able to see the bigger picture and make decisions that are both practical and ethical. With so many talk shows, self-help books, and advice floating around, it's easy to get lost in the noise. So, how do we find our way? Well, first we need to learn how to discern knowledge from wisdom. A good starting point is asking ourselves who we turn to for advice and guidance on important life issues. Do you believe in a higher power? Your answers to the following questions will help you identify the source of your wisdom. Now that we've touched on the difference between knowledge and wisdom, let's dive into some questions we should ask ourselves to evaluate the messages we receive. 
Inspired by my book, Chasing Carrots, here are some key questions to consider. What is the original source of the message? What kind of people does the message produce? Why should you listen to the message? Does anyone profit financially from the message? What result does the message have in people's lives? Where does the message ultimately lead you? By asking these questions, you can ensure you're following a path that aligns with your purpose and beliefs. In fact, let's uh, drop in on my book, Chasing Carrots Won't Help You Find Your Purpose If You Were Born to Love Bananas, and we pick up after the scene of them with Boy at the Beach. It's somebody's story time. <laughs> Business is not boring. Au contraire. Bring, Bring your, your brand, brand to, to life, life with, with storytelling. Seagull and I headed down the beach. Hermit Crab was happy in my shoulder bag, and I was glad to have a new friend. The sun was lower in the sky, and I knew it would be dark soon. I thought about my wish and all the lessons I had learned. Hermit Crab had neatly stacked each paper for me. The ocean was on our left, and dunes of gold sand were capped with sea oats that bent away from the onshore breeze. A lumpy dune grew higher in the distance. What is that? I asked Seagull. You'll like this, he said. The more we walked, the bigger the lumpy dune got. Other dunes behind this one looked the same. The low sun created long shadows on the sand, and the taller dunes darkened the smaller ones. A musty new smell greeted us. Books, I said. Piles and piles of books were stacked into the mounds that stretched down the beach farther than I could see. Between the piles, road signs of all shapes pointed up, down and indicated winding paths. Seagull landed beside me and walked the last few feet that separated us from the first group. I loved books. A dusty brown one caught my interest and I picked it up to read the spine. Before I could get it to my face, I felt the pain of something hard hit the back of my head right behind my ear. Ow! I rubbed the tender spot where a lump had already started to rise. Put that down. What are you doing? Get out of that pile. Three distinct voices bellowed from a pile of books on my right. My knees buckled. There stood a plump little orange creature with three faces. It had scales and a lizard's tail, but was plump and squatty. I thought it was cute and ugly all at the same time. It had three mouths with wide gaps between crooked teeth. Four eyes were shared and I had a hard time figuring out which eye belonged to what mouth. Short stubby legs made it waddle. Light colored spots and bumps covered its body. A tiny tuft of hair sprouted out the top of its head. What are you going to learn from that book? Asked the trio of voices. I dropped the book out of fear of what the creature might do. The bumpy knobs on its tail looked like they may hurt. I'd already been smacked in the head. 
I'm sorry, I love books, I stammered, the quickest excuse I could come up with. They're full of knowledge, the mouth on the left uttered, but not wisdom, said the one in the middle. Studying too much makes you weary, finished the one on the right. I shouldn't read books, I asked. Then they started in unison. Look, knowledge can be found between the covers. True wisdom comes from the shell. The middle mouth said as the creature leaned forward, flipped the flap open on my bag and pulled out the hermit crab. Crab waved her claw at me to say hello, pointed at her shell in agreement, and rolled off the creature's hand back into my bag. True wisdom comes from hermit crab's shell? I had listened only once, but I couldn't see how a voice in a seashell was going to teach me more than books by smart people. The creature moved in front of me and extended a stubby hand for me to shake. The one on the left spoke up. Maybe we need to introduce ourselves. I'm Kuda. He puffed out his chest and proudly crossed his arms. These are my sisters, Shuda and Wuda. We are the three faces of regret, and we manage the books at the book dump. Most of these books are the self-help variety that tell you how to live your life. Got any to drop off? Could have leaned forward and looked around and continued. People usually feel brand new when they leave here, more alive when they arrive. You said regret. These books are the cause, I asked. Okay, girls, let's run down the list. Bad decisions, shady investments, workaholic syndrome, not enough family time, and taking the wrong fork in the road. Should have pointed to a road sign behind her and continued the list. Money, twisted prosperity, fortune-telling fame, tainted forgiveness, and pop psychology. The list goes on. Look behind us. It's a gargantuan pile of wrong decisions. It's the regret of following false wisdom. Each of them took inventory of their books. You need to go to the shell to get the real story. Now, don't get me wrong, books on how to juggle or do card tricks are just fine. That's knowledge, not wisdom. I had to learn about my tale and what wish I could make. Maybe they could help. Totally confused, I asked. Are there any books about the Seven Sisters? Coulda, shoulda, woulda erupted into a chorus of laughter. The creature guided me to the right and pointed to a pile with frayed edges and bent corners. We call them the carrot books. Go ahead, pick one out. The mildew on top of a few books smelled ancient. Shoulda spoke up. Here's a good one. How to ride life's roller coaster, the cover read. Have you ever been to the carnival, woulda asked. Many times, some of my best memories are from the carnival, I said. Woulda began. There are thrill rides, junk food, games of chance, sideshows, fortune tellers, cooking and eating contests, and rodeos. A carnival is one place where you can indulge in everything all in one night. Their shared tales started to swish. Now that's how some people approach life. They indulge as if there's no tomorrow. They live with their hands up on the front seat of a roller coaster, cotton candy in one hand and a giant stuffed animal in the other. They blow through a mammoth roll of tickets and get in line to buy more. Year after year, they just keep going. After all, don't they deserve to be happy? Meanwhile, the family, friends, and coworkers are standing outside the fence, 
waiting for the carnival to end. Hmm, is that why the crowd gathered outside the gate and wouldn't enter the carnival? I thumbed through the book as Shida talked. On page 22, I saw a photo of a monkey riding a Ferris wheel. The caption read, Rabbit enjoys his birthday at the park. The monkey was brown, like me. Shoulda snatched the book, chucked it back on the pile, and continued. Excessive self-indulgence leads to self-destruction, if it's in pursuit of the wrong kind of happiness. And that's why this pile of books is so high. Everyone loves reading books that tell them it's fine to chase carrots. Once they finally run out of tickets, the years of regret paralyzes them. Life should sometimes be savored, taken in small licks like a strawberry ice cream cone. Life should sometimes be swallowed whole like the 5,000-foot view from a basket of a hot air balloon. But not by yourself or at the expense of others. Happiness can own you or free you. There is selfish happiness and selfless happiness. Coulda and woulda had closed their shared eye and were letting shoulda have the floor. Carrot books are attractive because every opinion is a new way of living. You can take some from one book, more from another book, and decide what suits you best. You end up ignoring the wise voice that tells you which way to go. So there you have it, folks. We've talked about the importance of seeking true wisdom, the difference between knowledge and wisdom, and how to be mindful of the authors of that wisdom. Learning to discern knowledge from wisdom will empower you to make better decisions and live a more fulfilling life. Remember, your unique talents and gifts make you one of a kind. So keep taking that wisdom that resonates with you. Thanks for tuning in to The Thumbbody Show. Until next time, Stay curious and keep spreading the power of one of a kindness. That's a wrap. Thanks for tuning in. Before you go, here's our rule of thumb from today's episode. Ooh, a thumb tip. (laughs) Our rule of thumb from today's episode. On the Thumbbody Show, we've explored the importance of seeking true wisdom. The key takeaway is this. When you're evaluating life advice, always ask yourself critical questions to determine its validity. By doing so, you can follow a path that aligns with your purpose and beliefs, celebrating your unique talents and gifts. Stay true to yourself and let wisdom be your guide. Now, the most important question in evaluating wisdom from the list that we reviewed before, what kind of people does the message produce? This question is crucial because it helps you understand the impact of the message or the wisdom on individuals who have applied it in their lives. By observing the outcomes and transformations in others, you can gauge whether the wisdom is genuinely valuable and beneficial. A message that consistently leads to positive change, growth, and fulfillment in people's lives is likely to be a source of true wisdom. It is essential to consider the results and experiences of others before deciding to follow any advice or wisdom, ensuring that it aligns with your purpose and beliefs. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Thumbbody Show today. If you enjoyed the show, make sure you subscribe and maybe pass it along to someone else who would enjoy it. Leave us a review. 
send us an email, connect with us on social media. Next time, we'll be exploring the next birthday lesson from my book, Chasing Carrots. Thanks for tuning in to The Thumbbody Show. Ready to become a part of the most exclusive club around? Wow, really? The Thumbbody Club is where it's at. As a member, you'll get a membership card. Oh, yeah. Be a part of the global community of Thumbbodies and receive a super secret weekly club newsletter. Wow. But that's not all. We've got a bag full of tricks coming throughout the year. Just go to imthumbbody.com to sign up. And the best part? It's totally free and worth every penny. <laughs> Don't miss out on this amazing opportunity. Join the Thumbbody Club today. <laughs>